Hey everyone, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hemel Javeri, writer and editor at For the Win. Joining me today, it's an all-women show. Please welcome Michelle Martinelli. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> we I'm are so excited. <laughs> I know, right? We're going to start off the show with giggles. We are sad to miss Evan and Stephen, who are usually with us, but for scheduling conflict reasons, they couldn't be with us today. But it's Michelle and I, and we got a lot of fun stuff coming up for you. We are going to talk about Kawhi Leonard and load management in the NBA. We also have our beef of the week featuring college football, and we've got some fun stuff lined up for not sports, but whatever. So let's start off with Kawhi Leonard and what's happening with him and the Clippers. So... Load management, I feel like, is going to be – it's the very beginning of the NBA season, and we've already talked about this an enormous <laughs> amount. So it doesn't seem like this conversation is going away. Not that it's new, but it seems very intense for barely November basketball. Yeah. The idea that superstars or players who are getting older are sitting out games or not playing as many minutes, you know, having their minutes restricted um, for the sake of health, for – Whatever it may be, and um, it's a variety of reasons, but people aren't happy. Fans aren't happy. Some media members aren't happy because the big names aren't out on the court for whatever reason it may be. Yeah. So what happened a couple of nights ago, again, this is Thursday. So Wednesday night, apparently, Los Angeles Clippers star Kawhi Leonard sat out the game uh, against the Bucks, uh, and everybody ripped him for sitting out, including Doris Burke, who I love. Same. That's a surprise. Yeah, that is a surprise, right? There was a lot of chatter on social media and on television about how somehow Kawhi Leonard, by looking after his health or the Clippers, by trying to manage expectations for their star player, were letting down fans, that were letting down the NBA. And it almost made it seem like he was making a selfish decision which uh, I don't actually think that's true. Our our own Andy Nesbitt, he had a really good Morning Win newsletter about it. I don't know if you guys subscribe to the Morning Win lose- newsletter, but here's a plug. You should. And uh, he made a couple of really great points in this, mainly being that what Michelle just said, the season is very, very long. And uh, right now the Clippers are good enough that they can rest him so that he will be ready for April. Because right now these games don't actually matter, right? Like I would contend that uh, anything up until the all-star break is, is give or take. Yeah. And, and I mean, it like the season just started and it's not, you know, an NFL season where you have 16 weeks at a minimum kind of thing. We are talking Months and months. There are still almost two months left in 2019 Mm -hmm. before we even get to, what, the All-Star break is in February, I believe. Like, that's such a, like, a break is important. Not everyone gets it. But that's such a long season, and it takes a toll on your body. And I think it's really easy for, regardless of what sport you're talking about, whether you want to be an armchair quarterback or just an observer, it's really easy for all of us who are not professional athletes to sit there and say, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. You should be doing this better. You should be putting your body through more and more of this when really the vast, vast majority of us have absolutely no idea what kind of physical toll being any kind of professional athlete takes on your body from a training schedule to a sleep schedule to 
you know, things that are like actual practice to like strength and conditioning. Plus, you maybe have a life and maybe have like a significant other and some children and some parents. And like you want to have a full life and being injured to affect that could when that could affect your team and your team in April, depending on the severity of that injury. It just I don't understand what the objection is to just letting these athletes live their lives and have some bodily autonomy. Right. And so I like that you use the phrase bodily autonomy because players, um, sorry, let me rephrase that. Fans definitely seem to think that they have ownership over an athlete's body, right? Like, Like just because they are invested in the team or because they root for the team or because they paid for a ticket, Mm -hmm. they have power to decide how that person uses their body. We saw Um, that with Andrew Luck when he retired before the season started, people were outraged it's like, we have no idea what that man's body has been through. Like, let him live his life. Yeah, to this ownership and entitlement factor with fans keeps coming up a lot, and it keeps coming up in a lot of different leagues, pretty much every league. Um, and that's kind of what's at case here. But for very practical reasons, uh, and this is something that I'm going to read from Nesbitt's newsletter right now, what he said is that last year, Leonard missed 22 games under a load management program with the Raptors. Uh Nesbitt writes that the system kept him fresh, allowed him to average over 30 points a game in the playoffs, which really helped the Raptors beat the Warriors in their first NBA title. So it isn't just uh, we care about Kawhi Leonard's lifestyle. It's that if you add balance to the season, it will help your team. It's I hate to use the phrase win-win, but it is win-win. The team wins and the player wins. And it's, you know, and that's not to say that you could you could be under some load management schedule and still break your ankle in a game that you do play in and your season is still in jeopardy. Like, absolutely not saying that that decreases that likelihood. But when you put less of a strain on your body, it gives you more time to heal. There's 82 NBA games in the regular season. That's a lot of time, a lot of travel, a lot on your body. And especially as players get older, like, so yeah. we're human. They're they're human. Like, they're, you just can't handle that. And so, yeah, like you said, if it's going to help the team in the long run, it's going to help the individual in the long run. And, and like Nesbitt said multiple times, like, these people don't owe you anything. No. It's Kawhi's body. It's... He should be he should be able to do with it with whatever however he wants. I know, I agree. And I, I like that this is basically the feminist argument, right? Like yes! it's my body and I should be able to do with it whatever I want. Get out of it. Yeah, leave it alone. You uh, wanna go be an NBA player and play eighty two games plus a postseason? Go knock yourself out. So God, it's just me and Michelle on the show today. (laughs) Um, All right. Before we move on with our college beef of the week, I'm going to take a break for a second. And I want you guys to listen to a short trailer that we've got coming up for The Sneak. The Sneak is a new serialized true crime podcast coming from For the Win and USA Today Sports. It comes out November 13th. It's streaming only on Wondery Plus. So you can subscribe at Wondery.com slash P-L-U-S. So hang on for the trailer. In 2008, a former D1 football star pulled off a robbery so daring and so strange that it went viral worldwide. It was a perfect crime story. There was just one problem. It wasn't the real story of what happened. The Sneak is a new serialized true crime podcast from For the Win and USA Today Sports. It comes out November 13th, streaming only on Wondery Plus. 
Subscribe at Wondery.com slash P-L-U-S. All right. That sounds awesome. And we're very excited for all of the episodes to be out on November 13th. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about beef of the week. I don't know anything about college football. So, Michelle, this is going to be all you. I got you. <laughs> um, okay. College football playoff. Four teams at the end of the year. Rankings for how those teams are determined. It's basically like any other rankings, like the AP poll or the coaches poll, anything like that. But their first day, their first rankings don't come out until actually this week. They just debuted. They rank the top 25 teams. The biggest beef here is that Clemson fans who are rooting for the defending national champions were not included in the top four in the initial rankings. Wow. They are number five. Number one through four is Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State. And to be honest, the, the surprising thing there is actually that there's two AC or two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams in there. But Clemson fans are mad, like big mad. And I get it. But I have a couple thoughts. One, the first rankings in the beginning of November do not matter Mm -hmm. because none of this is decided until after conference championship weekend in the first weekend in December. So, like, literally, it doesn't matter where you start. Ohio State came out, like, in the mid-teens in the initial rankings in 2014 and won the national championship that year. So, like, it doesn't matter. Calm down. Right. I I mean, to quote Taylor Swift, you need to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so I just and, and I get it. Like, it's a disrespect thing. Like, that's, I think, how how, how they feel it. And, and really, like the two, if you break the top four teams into two and two, they play each other. Right. So at some point, two of those top four teams are going to have a loss and it's going to most likely make room for Clemson to swoop in. The thing is, like, Clem- people, Clemson fans hate to hear it, but the ACC is not a strong conference compared to in college football compared to other power five conferences i'm that's a fact that's not <laughs> subjective and so and that's the acc is really what's hurting clemson like clemson right. was in a very similar situation at this point last year made it to the playoff beat the lights out of alabama in the national championship game and it was like hey look at clemson right but this is the acc in a weak conference not doing clemson any favors by not being competitive they can't necessarily help who they play so they, they're dealing with their schedule. They're still undefeated. They're very talented defense with some offensive issues that make it look beatable. And I think number five is just fine because it doesn't matter. Well, try telling that to fans because they're going to use this as they're going to carry that chip on their shoulder for this week at least until the new rankings come out. Well, and actually, um, you know, ESPN college football analyst Paul Feinbaum, I believe, said this the other day that he was like, Clemson coach Dabo Swinney must love this because he loves being an underdog. Mm -hmm. You can't be an underdog and the defending national champion at the same time. Right. You just can't. Right. But now he's number five. So he's got something to prove. Right. Like, calm down. Either Alabama or LSU is going to win this weekend, meaning one of them is going to lose. And Ohio State and Penn State play each other in a couple weeks. And we don't do ties. So (laughs) you'll be fine. Right. You'll be fine. It's fine. Relax. Um, All right. Well, that's good to know. So do you want to talk about the. Oh, you know what? We were originally going to talk about Antonio Brown, but I'm not going to lie. I just don't want to get into it today. Um, Let's just just (laughs) talk about Danica and Aaron. Let's talk about sports couples. So for our social media post of the week, let's talk about Danica being a 
super, no, not super, normal. She's just a normal person who is talking about her boyfriend online. Yeah. What has she done? um, (laughs) She's very enthusiastic in posting photos, pregame photos, pregame Packer photos, whether she's at the game, at Lambeau Field, or at home on her couch. What did she do recently? She did something this week, right? Yeah, uh, a couple things. She was on um, the Dan Patrick show yesterday and talked about, they talked about Aaron Rodgers in depth. Like, it's, I mean, I, that's what people are curious about. And like, I, yeah, I, it feels weird to be like, tell me everything about your famous boyfriend. But that's what people want to know. No, they absolutely do. And yeah. this is they went public with their relationship in January of 2018. Mm-hmm. And it was very hush hush for a while. Like he was at her last two um, races before she retired and was like on pit road with her family and all that but like he wasn't talking to reporters like Mm -hmm. wasn't it was a it was a private thing and they kept it private but Mm -hmm. it seems like as we're approaching the two-year mark especially um with her going it seems like to so many more Packers games now like they're opening up a little bit they're blossoming well they I feel like they've been very open to be to be fair they're not shy about it no but like I mean I was I was taken aback actually by how much she and Dan Patrick talked about Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers Mm because I feel like even in some of the interviews I've done with her and some of the like sit down deeper things that she's talked about in the past like you get a question or two in about Aaron Rodgers and you move on exactly it I feel like it's it's a weird thing because Danica's much more than her relationship with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Especially if you are a woman, you ha- and you're dating somebody who is very high profile. There's always the chance that that relationship overshadows all of your other accomplishments, and I I think it's refreshing that. Uh, she isn't really afraid of that, right? Like, she knows, mm-hmm. like, she's, like, super secure in who she is as Danica Patrick, that she's not afraid to, like, bring Aaron Rodgers into it um, or has any kind of worries about, well, this will overshadow, like, my accomplishments. Not at all. Yeah. I, and, you know, she was on that show. She's been doing a little bit of media lately to promote her Pretty Intense podcast. Mm-hmm. She talked about how, recently about how she would like to have Rodgers on the show, which I think would absolutely be the highest rated episode of that podcast. I think it's so weird, but good for them. <laughs> right. No, to- it totally is. But um, that's leaning into it very right. much of like, I have all these accomplishments and I'm doing my own thing too. And I can still be really supportive of my famous boyfriend who you either definitely love or hate to love or hate. Every time she posts about Aaron Rodgers, she's like, by the way, he's super hot. Like, I think yeah. it's cute. I or think like it's there's cute. flames yeah. or, something. or something. Yeah, it is. But like um. they're also, and again, it's it's a little bit different because she's not racing anymore. Yeah. But I was at her last two races. I was very specifically covering Danica at the Indy 500 and the Daytona 500. I will point out that you did take this like very good photo of like <laughs> Danica and Aaron just like some mooching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they had a moment um a couple moments on pit road before the race, which again is super normal. Yeah. All the other male drivers yep. kiss their significant others cuz yep. they're about to go drive 200 miles an hour exactly. for a couple hours. But it was so great to see even though that was like the earlier stages of their public relationship that what they came out in January of 2018. Her last NASCAR race was February of 2018. Right. And he was out there supporting her, like clearly had a good relationship with her family. And it was just like, it, it's, nice. it's a mutual support that's yeah. clear, even though she's not actively a professional athlete anymore. Yeah. I think it's great. We have actually not had Danica be our social media of the week 
Um, so I'm glad that we got to do that. Too. I have a not sports, but whatever thought. Oh, my goodness. Let's go for it. So this whole trend of network television doing live musicals is a thing. It's I, a thing. You and I are both huge musical theater fans. Huge. Um, I have actually decided I don't really like the live thing because at a bare minimum, the audience is cheering and the mic, the mic on the actors picks up their cheering and it drowns out the music as well as their voices. And that's not my thing. Right. Um, ABC recently decided to do The Little Mermaid. They did that earlier this week. Yeah. Earlier this week. Um, I didn't watch it live. I watched the first half of it on demand. And it was half animated because, of course, it's underwater. Like, you can't – that was, like, just a not great concept in and of itself. Like, it was half animated, half live action. Um, How is the singing? <clears throat> if you remove the always fabulous Queen Latifah, oh, who played Ursula, awesome. from that show, that is, like, one of the worst things ever and maybe just not on television. She – after that performance, we're like, I felt that. Like, I always, I, I was actually thinking about all the reasons why The Little Mermaid is a good thing in 2018 when you have, like, specifically to that, a powerful woman who wants power. She's not after someone else's beauty or youth or whatever it is. Oh, you mean she, Ursula. Ursula. Yeah. She's after power. Yeah. And I, like, in a villainous way, but I respect that. Um, Queen Latifah was awesome. Stole the show. was absolutely fabulous. I know Disney's making a live-action Little movie mm -hmm. if I would hope that they would do everything in their power to get Queen Latifah to play Ursula in that because she was fabulous beyond that it was I even saw some people making jokes on Twitter that were like no wonder Ariel was so willing to trade away her voice or something oh, like that which no. was really mean because this girl did young woman did very well I thought but it was the production was yeah, not those ideal. those live action things are hit or miss. I have not seen any of them, and I'm kind of glad that I skipped this one, just because I like musicals, just like Michelle. And sadly, I don't want to be disappointed by them. Um, all right, well, at least we will. Well, you guys know not you do not need to catch up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> in case you sports fans were interesting, interested in jumping over to some musical theater in your free time. <laughs> hey, listen, we're all about diversity on this podcast, and that includes diversity in things that we watch. Uh, all right, guys, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. Next week, we'll be back. We'll see you then.